Blog Talk Radio. Looking for inspiration to take action, to grow? Then you've arrived. The Cocoa Express is waiting for you. Hello, everybody, and we are back. Best invention ever, you. We spotlight you because you are the best invention ever. And I have my amazing, amazing co-host. We were laughing about this earlier. We have been working together in some form for decades. Isn't that something, Marilyn? <laughs> hi, Aurelia. Yes, and hi, our listeners. Yes, that is something. We are friends forever. And it's like we lost touch, right? For years, we, were in, we weren't um, connected. And then I think what happened was you found me on Facebook, and we reconnected. And it's just yes. been an amazing journey. So yes, here we indeed. are again, and I'm so happy that we are here together once again. And yeah, so it is amazing, and I love this, and I love the title again. You, the best invention ever. So thank you, Aurelia, and it's such a pleasure You're to welcome. be your co-host always. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you. And thank you. Well, there's so much going on in the world, and I hear it all the time. Um, and you know, say that laughter is the best medicine, and I firmly believe that because you know. We have so much in our lives. We have our familial, we have our work stress. We have, you know, just our personal issues that we're trying to address. And when you don't address it, you manifest illness. When you do address it by laughter, you release all of that bad stuff and you end up with something good happening to yourself. So today, yes. we're going to have mm-hmm. the amazing Aaron Thompson. He and my um, co-host will through it. Who is Aaron Thompson? Marilyn? Oh, yes. So he is a cop by day and a stand-up comedian by night, and he is the best invention ever. And it's his passion for comedy shows while he's on stage, and he wants to bring you right now into his world. And Aaron Thompson, the best invention ever. So Aaron Thompson, he's performed in comedy clubs, private parties, everywhere. And he says he can perform clean comedy and perform for adults, for beloved no filter comedians. And it's such an honor to have him on our show. And like Aurelia said, laughter is the best medicine. And I actually saw this, uh, there's an article from the Mayo Clinic online, and it says that um, Stress relief from laughter is no joke, and it has a lot of benefits. It stimulates organs such as your heart, lungs, muscles. It will activate and relieve your stress response. It will soothe tension. So there's so many benefits from laughing. There's even long-term benefits, which is improving your immune system, relieving pain. It increases your personal satisfaction and will improve your mood. So this is really exciting to have Aaron on our show today. Hello, Aaron. Are you there? Yes. Hey. Hi, Aaron. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me. And laughter is the best medicine, I feel. I love laughing. Every time I laugh, it makes me feel good. Um, I 
stay away from negativity um because you know like you said stress man we we could get mm-hmm. my i get anxiety and stress over 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 being stressed out so like you know you, you got to try to find <laughs> ways to relieve the stress and the tension and i think laughter mm-hmm. is probably number 1 for me really now it's amazing that last number 1 but you chose a profession that very seldom allows people to laugh a lot that come about um yeah about almost about 14 years ago i was uh i was looking for i wanted to be a teacher i wanted to teach american literature and um and they were laying off teachers like crazy and my friend was like hey why don't you become a police officer because he he used to play in the nfl and came back to be a firefighter and I was like, for what? I don't like the police. You know what I'm saying? And then he said, yeah, well, look how much money they make. And it was 100% more than what I was making at the time. I was just a coach. I wasn't making any money. Um, I was working with at-risk youth during the school, but it wasn't a lot of money involved. And so, um, you know, I, I said, you know what, let me talk to someone I know. And 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 I talked to a, a dad of a kid I coached, and he was a police officer for LAPD, and he had high energy, very nice, funny guy. And he said, man, you could, you know, you could play ball on the job, you could run track on the job, and you could still teach on the job, uh, believe it or not. And so I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let me check it out. And I applied, and and I, I was a kid uh, coming up with some hard times. My parents struggled with drugs themselves, and we were homeless a few times and, and we were, you know, it was, I was in and out of different schools. So I've, I learned to laugh and to make people laugh at an early age just to not, so I wouldn't do anything stupid out in the streets. And wow. um, I just, I just, uh, I felt like if I become a police officer, I get to do it my way. I could police my way. And every time I came across someone, I tried to bring joy to whatever was going on, even if it was hard times for them um, in a different situation, we would end up talking and laughing together. So I did that for 13 and a half years being an LAPD officer. I was still able to bring joy and laughter and teach the youth and coach the youth um, at the same time. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Because being a police officer is no easy task. I mean, um, you sound normal. You know, I worked in Watts, and they said that as soon as they start talking to me, they'd be like, oh, man, mm-hmm. you're a real one, huh? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, you, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, Aurelia. I've had some friends who, you know, worked in law enforcement, and some of them were a little, you know, not well. Because of everything that yes. you've seen and experienced, mm-hmm. um, you get to see the worst of humanity on a daily basis, and that can't be hard. That can be very hard to kind of process, you know, walking away from it. So that's why I said you, you know, you sound like you're well adjusted, and that's amazing, and that's wonderful. Yes, yeah. yes, and Aaron, I have to say, uh, like Aurelia said, thank you so much for your service, and I think it's. Your story is so amazing, inspiring. It's incredible. And the fact that you were able to take this job and bring joy and laughter into it is just incredible. And that shows 
so much about you as a person and your mindset. And one thing that you said earlier was about staying away from negativity. So you definitely made the, the right choices, the right decisions, and this is why, you know, you are where you are now, and you are just a great example and role model for the youth. So thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to to say those things. I really, uh, there is a passion. I do have a passion of um, making people, uh, bringing joy to people's lives, whether it be coaching, whether it be comedy. Um, and and when I was a police officer, I, I made sure that I, I, I did that. I, I went to some crazy calls. And, yeah, you're right. Officers aren't, you know, there's a lot of officers that aren't right. Um you know, for military, they leave the military, and they call it post uh, postpartum. You know, they it, it's, it's traumatizing, right? PTSD. Mm-hmm. However, as you're a police officer, as you're a firefighter, as you're a social worker, a doctor, anything, it's not postpartum anymore. It's actually post traumatic anymore. It's post. It's it's present traumatic. It's it's you know it's going on then. Mm-hmm. It's going on. They're yeah. living in it. So to able to be able to turn it off and on is a skill and a talent because a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people take it home with them. A lot of people, a lot of officers would would you know have short tempers because of the things, the stress that they're dealing with at work, and at the same time, you know, believe it or not, people don't like the police. Um, not, not a lot no. of people, right? <laughs> so right, yeah. exactly. Right. You, you, you would think otherwise, right? But mm-hmm. when officers are arriving to the scene, there are people as they as the officers are showing up to a scene, the officers have no idea what's going on at the scene sometimes and people are cussing them out like it's their fault, like they were there the whole time and they're like, Yo, 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 I'm just I just I you know, I would tell them, I just got here. I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm just arriving. Let me find out before you start cussing me out. Like, you know, and I've told people many times, like, yo, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> and they and they'll look at me like, You crazy. I'm like, Yeah, but you you know, you hurt my feelings. Well, you know, I was just you know, I'd be like, That's you know, I, I wouldn't put you in a box. I wouldn't put a uh, you know, not everybody is the same. Just because you're dressed like a certain way, I'm not gonna treat you like someone else that dressed just like you. I have to get to know you. Let let me, you know, do my job, get to know me, and then, you know, cuss me out if you don't like me. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you think, and I could be wrong, and tell me if I'm wrong, do you think that having had such a, I say, a diverse upbringing that had a lot to do with your ability to um, cope with a cope? Uh, yes. By having having the the upbringing that I had, I think it molded me into the man. See, and when I came on the job, I wasn't 21. I was 28 already. So I've already, I kind of lived a life of even manhood. So I wasn't coming in as a baby. Uh, men don't stop puberty till they're 24, going on 25. Women stop around 21. Um, cognitive you're still learning in your early 20s and I'm glad I didn't come on at such an early age or I would have um, I probably would have been different I don't know but I I grew up kind of fast because of my because of my background the environment I lived in you know um, it, it 
I was able to talk to people. I was able to maneuver. I was able to uh, uh, read people's body language. And so that did help me as a police officer. And so um, and it helps me as a stand-up comedian, believe it or not, too, when I'm on stage. You can read people's demeanor. You can read people's body language. You can see, like, okay, this story is going this way, so let me take them this way. And so that's how I was as a police officer. Um, it, my upbringing very well. It did. It did. Uh, it did very well for me as a police officer. I was able to um, relate to a lot of people that I that I worked uh, around and for. I say for the community. I worked for the community, and I was able to relate to them. They were they were able to relate to me. I got some deep dark secrets from people that they wouldn't even tell their their best friends or the so called best friends that they would tell me because they felt that they could trust me, you know, so, um, yeah, it, it, it did help. Okay, great. You have one of the faces. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them faces. <laughs> um, okay. What made you, uh, what made you finally decide done with this, I'm going to move on to another phase of my life? Um, I had asked to stay with the Cat Williams World War Three comedy tour that was going on at the time. I asked for a leave of absence, unpaid leave of absence for work, um, for not just the comedy thing, but it was just for even some family things that were going on. And I was like, I need my, I need my time with them. The new captain that we had, uh, unfortunately, didn't like what I was doing. We didn't see eye to eye. Um, and he would act like he, you know, he was cool with it, but in reality, he wasn't, he denied and then had others, the powers that be deny my leave of absence request. And we had a break in December and the tour was, was popping back up in, uh, in, uh, January and Lunell, I traveled with Lunell as well. And I was just thinking, and I talked to my family, I talked to the wife, I talked to everybody. I said, you know what, if I want to be great with this, with what I'm passionate with, with this comedy thing, if I want to be great, something has to, I have to sacrifice something. And that sacrifice was uh, the comfortability of a check every other week, was the comfortability of, uh, uh, of benefits that I didn't have to really pay for out of my pocket. I didn't see it. They took it out of my check, but I didn't see it, right? So it was the, the, the comfort knowing that, a, that money was coming in. I had to sacrifice that fear. I had to sacrifice that part of it so I could be great at this one thing. And so that's what kind of pushed me. I said, you know, I needed I needed the push anyway. I, it, it happened for a reason. If if the captain had said, you know what, I'll give you that leave of absence, that, that, that would give me a net to like, say, you know what, shoot, after the tour is over, I'll just go right back into work. And so then I'll still – then I will – still be doing that i'll still be a little bit miserable because i'm not able to do exactly what i want i won't have time for my family i won't have time for the kids i won't have time to travel i'll be working and doing comedy and i've done that for five six years almost and it was just a little too strenuous and i couldn't be as great as i wanted to be something had to give and so i said you know what i'm gonna bet on myself i'm gonna take a chance on myself if uh, I don't believe yeah. in myself, no one will, and I went for it. Okay. Wow, wow. You know, I, 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 
Go ahead, Melinda. Mm-hmm. You have a parallel. Yeah, I, I, I have this. Time, I have this time in here because he said so many key things, and I, and I really want our listeners to get this. He kept talking about being great and bettering himself and sacrificing, and what he, what what you did was you chose faith over fear, right? And some people want to, they stay in their same position, they stay in the same situation, and they could be miserable. And that's you said the key word there, comfort, comfortable. They stay comfortable, so they stay there. But you said, I want to be great. And you had that mindset. Again, it's a mindset. You had that mindset and you chose faith and you followed your heart. You listened to your heart because our mind, our brain will talk us out of it. And you went ahead and you said, you know what? I'm going to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And you get, you get out of that comfort zone and stepped into your destiny. And that's what I want the listeners to get. And that's how you kept saying to yourself, I want to be great. And that is key. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you have to be uncomfortable. If, you, if ever you get comfort, um, mm-hmm. then you're not you're not going to uh, succeed. And all the greats, all the, you know, uh, the people that we follow that are successful, they all say the same thing. They all say mm-hmm. you you have to be uncomfortable and you yeah. have to uh, believe in yourself. If you put in the work, everything else will mm-hmm. fall into place. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it was scary because of the money thing. And so, you mm-hmm. know, it's still a little scary, but that's what, drives me that's what kind of keeps me going that's That's awesome and that's how we grow yes and what i wanted to tell you is this is something that i've learned from experience that you cannot serve two masters you're going to love one hate the other right so you know you made a choice and you chose you and with you came family and the career that you love so you would not have liked the other side if you would have chose both. Yes, really. Can you can you say that? Can you say that one more time? What you said in the beginning about the two masters? I just want really I said people to really serve, absorb this. You can't serve two masters. You're gonna love one and hate the other. So what you did mm-hmm. was you decided to choose you and what came with you. What comes to you is you, the career you love and your family um mm-hmm. what if you would have chose to do both you would have at one point in time really started to despise something so choosing to serve one self not self-serving you know what i mean but making that decision you made the best decision for yourself so it's an amazing thing that you did what you did yeah and i i totally agree with you um and and what's crazy is that you said serving. No, you're 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 you were absolutely right in the beginning. Um, in my mind, and this is how I operate um, as a police officer. When I was a cop, I had a badge, gun, handcuffs. I can literally take someone's freedom away, and and I can justify it by however I need to justify it for that moment. You have handcuffs on, your freedom is taken. Your freedom now is mine, right? But with that power, you're supposed to humble yourself. If you if you continue to tell yourself, I'm serving. This is me serving the community. I'm not quick to put people in handcuffs. I'm not quick to pull a gun out. I'm not quick. I do things in policy. I did things the right way. 
um, and so I'm serving the community. Now, now that I'm doing comedy, I'm serving humankind. Like I'm serving people. I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing this to to. I'm not doing this to get rich and famous. I'm doing this to serve the people. The rich and fame that may come, but as far as the serving, I'm serving people by by just giving them that joy, give, bringing them that laugh, and forcing the laughs. You know, I like to call it now because I'm not a cop. I'm enforcing the laughs now, and that's what I'm doing out there. Can we have a mic drop right now? Because look at mine. That is, that is um, you know, it, it, you came to a point in life that it takes some people 30, 40, 50 years to get to. Aren't you glad that you found right. it early on instead of later on? Yeah, I, I'm 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 glad I did. Sometimes I wish I found it even earlier because you think about it, Kevin Hart for instance. He's forty three years old, we're around the same age, he's a year older than me. He started in his in his twenty early twenties, like he was young, young. People don't know that he was thirteen, fourteen years in the game before a person even saw him on a movie his face on a movie. He was already fourteen years a comedian. And so but I'm glad I started when I did. The reason why is I had a foundation. If I didn't have a foundation and I had a rocky one in my teens and in my 20s. And so if I if I tried to do it then and there, I would have never succeeded, I don't think. I believe that it, I, I started when I was supposed to because I had that foundation. Um, and so that's what, you know, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to be ready. So when you when you think to yourself, hey, I, I'm going to go get it, I'm going to go get it, then go get it. And, and But just make sure that you are grounded and that you stay grounded because if you don't have a grounded foundation, you're going to collapse. So that's why I, I'm glad I, I started uh, uh, now and I, and I chose to leave now because I'm relatively young. And so I do have – I still have a lot ahead of me. You have more than enough time for that second, like third act of your life. Who knows where you're going to take this? Because I understand that you, are, you do other things as well. Other than the comedy, you are also um, you are the for a lot of TV shows as well. Right, right. So I could I consult for you know for script writers or I, I consult for TV shows and movies because I'm a I'm a police officer or I was a police officer. And I'm an actor, so if I come on set and I have to play a police officer, you don't have to teach me how to how to be a police officer. You don't have to teach me the mannerisms. You don't have to teach me how to search uh, someone or search a building or anything like that. Um, at the same time, I I did a, a, a video for my good friend Megan Good. Uh, we've been friends since high school. She directed her best friend, Amy Bell, Ricky Bell from Belleville DeVoe. They had a video and, a, and a, they had a song and video together. And Megan Good was the act, uh, the director. So she, he, she asked me to come be a poli- one of the police officers that was on the set so to, to act in the video. I get there, and the, the initial actor slash stuntman that she hired – to be the the uh, consultant basically for the police, 
he was doing everything tactically wrong. And so I had to pull, pull it to the side. I was like, hey, listen, this is what I do. I consult. I can I can show the officer, the, the actors, how to be an officer, where to stand, what to do, how to come in the room. And she goes, all right, Aaron, go ahead. And so that was – that's some of my, my uh, expertise where I can now put actors in place and do things the right way so it looks good on camera but also – um, also looks real, you know. I know, I know how to cheat towards the camera and this that, and I know if you got to Hollywood it up sometimes, but I'm still, you're still able to keep it looking mm-hmm. real, and so that's what I love to do on, on set. So you're the guy that makes sure that when they have their hand on the gun, they pull it away and they switch the room and all that proper way, as opposed to just hand, you know, the gun right. pointing at me. Right, exactly. I'm not. I'm not, and I'm that guy watching the movie too, like ooh, ooh, cringing, like ooh, they did that. Ooh, they, they would have blew that person's head off. The, par- the partner yeah. would have been shot by his by his partner. Like, what's going on? Like, who, who who's the consultant on this? You know. And I lo- and I love to watch movies like uh, John Wick and how like I'm like, whoa, he was trained well. Like, so you could mm-hmm. see the difference, the differences in movies. And I'm pretty sure you you. When you're watching movies or listening to the radio and something, there's, you know, some dead air and all that stuff, you guys are like, oh, ooh-wee, oh, golly, they didn't do that right. You know, that edit was wrong. They're right. You know, that pen was in their right hand. Now it's in their left hand. What the heck? You know, so it's kind of like the same thing. Yes, because um, Madeline, she's also a self lesbian, so you guys have a lot in common because she does act well. So, you guys. Yes, are. I've I've been uh, I've been rehearsing now, and I've been doing live theater, and uh, I just finished a play for the New York Theater Festival, and I'm rehearsing for my next play for the full New York Theater Festival. Somehow, I have a lot of fun with that. I started, Aaron, I started in 2002, and I became a Screen Actors Guild member, like, within a year. And my first job was with uh, Michael J. Fox from Spin City. <laughs> oh, nice. and, I love yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it was it was awesome. So so now I'm doing the, the live theater, and I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. So I live appreciate theater. what you're doing, yes. Oh, I appreciate what, what you're doing because live theater is a different, different beast. You have, yeah. you know, you have rehearsal, but then when it's showtime, it's like if you mess up, you just go on. Like, ain't, ain't no lines. Like, okay, yeah, like, can I go back to my trailer and read over this real quick? No, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's that's some real deal stuff right there. So congratulations. Yeah, you only get one shot. And that's what I love about it. But the energy, just like you mentioned earlier, but you can read the energy in the audience, right? So you're always going to get a different response from the audience. And uh it's uh, it's live. It's uh, really amazing when you're on stage and you get that that energy from the audience. It's really great. And um, going yeah. back to another thing that you said about that that fulfillment that you get from being of service to others. So I'm just gonna, just gonna go back to that because that stuck with me because I always say that the key to life and to having joy is to have that that feeling that you're living your purpose and the purpose is that you're being of service to others. So you got that right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. You got to, you mm-hmm. have to think that way um, in order for you to not be comfortable because 
there's so many people in this world that we have to reach and um, that we have to, you know, with this talk show, with with your theater, mm-hmm. with my comedy and and not even if it, just walking down the street sometimes and or or bumping into someone and saying sorry even though they they did it you know hey excuse me my bad like you know and and not being all uptight and and upset all the time like you know i i I refuse to go through my day-to-day upset about something and if i get upset about something it's usually minor i don't i have the most patience in the world like and so you know except for when they mess up my dang order at the drive through. Like I'm like, wait, you got one job, like I said catch up only. Like how hard is that? Like I get so mad. I'm like, catch up only. Why is all this stuff on there? That's less work for you. I'm just serving I'm trying to get you to do less work. Like I that's that's one of my pet peeves. But other than that, I don't get upset about anything hardly ever. My question to you, um, you say you have a family. Is anyone in your family following your footsteps? It's it's funny. Um, my son is probably the funniest person I know. Period. Um, he'll say mm-hmm. things that I'm like, "What? You're you're 11? Like how? He's been doing that since he was like six. And I'm I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I kind of know where he gets it from, but I it's just crazy how it's in him already. Um, and I had a show about a month ago out where I live. And I said at the rec room at Huntington Beach, and he was like, and I and I said, hey, wouldn't it be crazy and cool because it was the day before Father's Day if he actually did a did like a three minute, four minute set, and uh, before I went up, and my wife was like, yeah, that would be cool, and we said, hey, would you do that, Elijah? And uh, he said, yeah, sure. Like, like he was like nothing, like yeah. He shrugged his shoulders, like yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And then so. We went over his set and he did it. And first of all, there I I probably I was crying like like the whole time he was doing it. Um, he introduced me. I got on stage. I cried a little bit. I was like, okay, get it together, God, Lee. Uh, people that don't even know him said that they were crying of joy, but they he killed it. He had he did three hat three and a half minutes and freaking killed it. And so I'm like, wow, is this something that you want to do? He goes, yeah, I'll do it sometimes. Like, it's not even like he wants to get better at baseball. He wants to do it, but he'll just get up and do it. So he got booked to do um, comedy at a show at the same spot for another show uh, this Sunday by by a person that booked me on my first paying show out here. His name is Johnny Flowers, so he always gives chances for comedians. And he booked him for this Sunday night. Unfortunately, I can't be there because I'll be with Lunell and Ontario at the Ontario Improv the same time he's performing. So I think that's kind of a thing, but a, a cool thing. But yes, he's following um, in those comedy foot, footsteps, and I'm not pushing him to do it. It's, if, he, if he does want to do it, so be it. If he doesn't, great. He tried it. He did it. Let's move on, you know. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. my son. He's 11 years old, and he's killing it. <laughs> Excellent. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. That is amazing. Uh, Okay, let's see. You were talking about two gigs, um, but before you talk about the two gigs, Marilyn, 
What is Aaron again? Aaron is Aaron. the best the invention best ever. ever. The, the best invention ever. That's you. Yes, you are the best invention ever. I love that. Thank you. That is so nice of you to say. I've never heard that before. <laughs> and look, see, you, you had an experience. So now you know who you are. You are the best invention ever. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm going to keep that with me, and I'm going to tell uh, people that, um, especially I'm going to make sure my wife understands that. Hey, listen, I, I'm the best invention ever. <laughs> he's going to go to his wife like, and say, yeah. you know what they said to me? <laughs> right. You the know what they said? I'm the best ever. invention ever. She goes, well, like, well, yeah, take, the, take yourself the best invention ever. Take out the trash and come unload this dishwasher after that. Right? <laughs> 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 so tell us where can we where can we find your work? I mean, I've watched some of your um, clips on YouTube, and yes, you are funny, and I will admit that okay. um, mm-hmm. you are quite welcome. And she, Marilyn and I, we're both New Yorkers, but she's originally from Puerto Rico, so she has that background. But we're New Yorkers, so you know okay. we're a tough audience. So you make us laugh; it's a good thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. That's a compliment when New Yorkers laugh because they hard. I remember I had a show at Caroline's in, in uh, you know, in New York with Lunell, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, you could you could feel that energy. You could feel the energy out there. I love the energy, and I heard it. They were a tough crowd. They were like, "Yo, if you could make New York laugh, it's it's it, you know, it's a good thing." And it, they different too because I was walking around, you know, before the show one time out there at Caroline's. And as I'm mm-hmm. passing a table, of a, it was a couple, a man and a woman, and the girl was struggling. She had something in her eye, and she was just, like, like trying to get it, and the dude wasn't really, you know, helping. But, you know, I'm a first responder. You know, at the time, I'm thinking, like, oh, this person needs some type of attention. I was like, hey, I said, excuse me. I said, are you all right? You good? And her dude was like, yeah, she good. <laughs> And, That's about he, you know, he didn't know I was a comedian or nothing. He just was like, this dude, random dude, is trying to see if my girl is all right. Yeah, she good. And I was like, oh, man, my bad. I ain't trying to, but I just saw, you know, the eye. Nah, he was like, yeah, 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 no, nah, no, nah, she good. And so I felt that energy, like, ooh, this is not good. And I said, hey, man, I said, hey, I gave him a little fizzle. I said, listen, I'm on the show. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of going, making my rounds around. He goes, well, all right, he goes, you almost got, he said, you almost got beat up in, in different words. And, and I said, I said uh, well, you know, I said, uh, thank you for not beating me up. And, uh, you know, just checking on you. So I left. I did the show. I, I got up. I told that story. And I had the whole crowd cracking up, even him. And he came up to me after the show was like, yo, bro, yo, that was that was funny as hell, dog. That was fun. Like he was giving me so much love for it, and Aww. I was like, I was like, you know, I made New York laugh all five shows. I was like, this is awesome. I'm, yeah. um, I'm not gonna be out there this time with Lunell like Caroline. She's got, she's, she got Ag 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 White. He's a, he's a, he's a fellow New Yorker. Um, mm-hmm. and she has another radio personality that's doing comedy. A friend of hers to host it, I guess. Um, but you know, so she, she's Lunell's giving them some chances, but I will be making my way out to New York soon 
um, because we are putting together, my team and I are putting together a first responders tour. Um, it's not just going to be just for first responders tour, but uh, we do want everybody to come, but we want to show love to first responders. Um, and so that's what we're going to call it. We don't have a, a, a title title yet, but it's a first responders tour. It's We're going to be hitting all the clubs everywhere, um, and New York is definitely going to be one of the spots. Um, so okay. look out for that. And Great. I want to tell you an interesting story. Um, I, I, Lunell was a co-host on this show. Um, we had a relationship segment a couple of years back, and she was one of the co-hosts on the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, yes, I, 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 I bet you she made it fun and and you know people were laughing so yes yes indeed yeah especially if when you it guys comes ever to need a third co-host let me know i'll, I'll oh, swoop in and do sure. the thing yeah sure nice. we would love that it would be a lot of fun to be honest sounds great <laughs> yeah. no definitely definitely oh. yes well no this was good um you didn't tell us how to find you find you so can you please oh, tell us how we that. can find you yeah, so I'm on Instagram under uh, my under uh, my uh, my handle is at real Aaron Thompson. That's at not the real, but just at real A A R O N A A R O N Thompson. All right, so at real Aaron Thompson, um, Facebook. You could do the same thing. You I'll pop up. Um, I think I'm on yep TikTok at real Aaron Thompson twenty two. Uh, so the, with the number 22 attached to it, um, I'm on YouTube. I will, I'm actually launching my podcast. I'm, I'm shooting my first podcast on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to have three coming out, but I'm, this will be my first one where I'll be talking to actual police officers that have once played a high level sport. Um, so like for the NBA, the MLB, like all of that stuff. Um, so I'll be interviewing, yeah, I'll be interviewing, uh, athletes that are now cops, um, all over men and women. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'll be doing that. Yeah. So, um, congratulations. Yeah. That's That's great. So your background is track and field, correct? I ran track in college. Yes. Okay. What college did you go to? I went to Cal State Northridge it's in, in Southern California, Division One track and field. Um, I was a decathlete. I did ten events um, uh, as a over a course of two days. You total up the points, and that's how you um, do mm-hmm. that. So, I, you know, we did everything from hurdling, high jumping, long jumping, discus, shot put, javelin, pole vault, uh, the hundred and the four hundred and the fifteen hundred, which is a mile minus one curve. Um, so. Uh, that was my thing, and I played basketball uh, in high school, and I continue to get get out there and play ball and get hurt. But you know, I love it, so I'm gonna continue to do it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So that's really that's really. I mean, that's amazing. Your your podcast sounds like it's gonna be something really fascinating because you know to go from being a full time athlete, being a full time law enforcement agent of some sort. That's a huge transition. Yeah, uh, it is a huge transition. I just have to learn now the ins and outs of it. I don't know exactly what I'm doing when it comes to podcasting and this and that, 
but I do know how to talk to people, and that's all. I'm going to set up the camera, set up the mics, and we're just going to talk, and we're just going to, you know, laugh and have some fun, ask a bunch of que- ask them a bunch of questions, try to get them to cry, try to get them to cry a couple times, and that's good, you know, like, I feel like that always, you know, gets good reviews, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, have, you don't know what you're doing. What do you think you're doing now? Uh, well, I'm not, see, there's no pressure on me, though. All the pressure's on y'all. You guys are the host, so, like, I'm just asking, I'm just answering no. questions, but I have to ask, no. ask the questions. I feel like that's pressure. No, it's not, because the pressure is asking the right questions to get an answer. If we don't get an answer from you, or if you just feel in us, you won't say not. I've had that happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. I so see. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for the advice. I and, and the and the and the um, you know, the belief. I think I I think I could do. I you know. You got this. You got this. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. You got this. You know why, Aaron? You got this, Marilyn. Why? What? Because you. Best You're the best ever. invention ever. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, if I hear y'all tell somebody else that, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I'll be like, they told you the same thing. Because in this world, everybody is the best invention ever. There's no one identically like you anywhere on the planet. That's true. That's true. It's only me and Denzel Washington. It's only us two. (laughs) Yes. Y'all twins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Y'all are twins. I can see the resemblance. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been telling people that my whole life. I've been telling people that my whole life. So, it was <laughs> so great to have you on the show. We would love, 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 love to have you back yes. again. I mean. Yes, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank, you. Was, thank you so much. Yeah, so, you go enjoy the rest because I know it's morning there still, right? No, no, it's it's hot. I'm I'm actually uh, it's 93 degrees where I'm where I am. I had to step away uh, from uh, some baseball games. My boys got tournaments. Stepped away to make the call. Now I'm about to go back out in this heat and uh, finish the tournament out before my two shows tonight at the Ontario Improv. Well, you go do your thing. Um, be a great dad. Be a great comedian. Um, we really enjoyed everything that we've experienced with you today. So thank you for taking the time to be Thank you yeah, so thank much. You, Aaron. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Okay. Bye. Have we fun. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Marilyn, did you enjoy that one? Yes, very nice. Yes. Are we off the air? No, we're still live. We're still on the show. But what I wanted to say, you know, as a follow-up to this whole conversation, when you mentioned about serving, you know, serving as a police officer and serving as a comedian, that correlation I didn't really pick up until he said it. And it's true. Mm -hmm. We, You know, the the whole object of the exercise of being alive is to be able to serve, you know, to serve another. And he gets it. yeah, and yes. and we all get that. So, you know, that's just one of the things that I got 
took away from one of the key things that I took away from a conversation because he said a lot of very impactful things as well. So what do you think? Yeah, he's definitely, that's definitely key. And he definitely has, that's why I kept mentioning mindset. He has the right mindset. He has the right attitude. And I always tell people, I always tell my students, my clients that, the formula to success is having a positive mental attitude because any negativity is just going to block us. It's going to hold us back. And so he has the right attitude, and that's why he's being so successful. He talked about staying away from negativity. He talked about getting uncomfortable. You know, we have to face the fear of the unknown, and he did all of those things. And that's why he's being so successful, especially the key thing, right, being of service to others. So he learned how to bring joy, bring the laughter, and the doing it with love. And I always say that's the highest vibration is love. When we do things with love, when we do things from our heart, from our spirit, we definitely uh, have the divine, right, have things unfold for us. So he definitely, uh, that's what he did, and uh, and it's going to continue for him because he has the right attitude. So... Once again, we had an amazing show on you, best American ever, you. And I just want to thank you, Marilyn, because having you as co-host makes this so pleasurable, and I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoy it. I have so much fun, and Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. And thank you to all our listeners out there. And just remember that you two are the best invention ever. Thank you Thank you. There's nobody like you out here. Okay, remember that. So have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back in next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for spending time with us. See you soon. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.